Hey girls, happy Tuesday. We're back live on the podcast. Thank you for listening to Her. My name is Holly Wright and I'm the founder and I'm super excited because we have a guest speaker today. Her name is Amber. She has spoken many times on this podcast before and I'm super excited to have her back as we continue on this series called Untangle Her. So hi Amber, how are you? I am so good. I'm so excited to be back. I love, love, love your podcast and love being able to to have the privilege of being on here yes, so thank so, you yeah you are so welcome I think this is like your third time on the show so thank you for being back and just killing it every single time you speak I love <laughs> oh you're so you're too kind <laughs> so as we're talking about this series called entangle her um we had a girl on the podcast last week Nick and she just talked a lot about of like hurt and brokenness and um, just broken relationships, you know, sexual abuse, just all these dark, dark places that she had to walk through that um, tangled her. So we're going to dive right in. Um, yeah, sh- share your heart. Tell me what's going on. And when you think of untangle her, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, so when you first uh, reached out to me about this, um, I really wrestled with like different things that I've just like felt really tangled with. Um, and I really just thought back to like, what does tangle even mean? And I, I was, it's kind of funny. I was literally brushing my hair as I was thinking of this <laughs> and <laughs> my hair is like a mile long. It's super thick and it's nothing but knots. So um, honestly, like thinking of a time that like correlates to like if I'm brushing my hair and how just nasty and painful and hard um it is to work through like it just I feel like every time I try to come up with something it wasn't either it wasn't good enough or it wasn't just like hitting the right spot um and I've been super vulnerable on the show before so I'm not afraid to say it how it is yeah no be bold um but I guess my like topic for women, um, especially in like this day and age, I feel like it's not a really common topic uh, to be talked about in depth. Um, but with the concept of being untangled, I'm going to talk about sex. So yes, girl, bring buckle it, up. Bring it on the, you know what's really funny that you say that? If okay, I laugh about this now because you know when God brings you through things and you're finally healed from it, you look back and you laugh at the things that affected you. So like. Years ago, if people would bring up this topic, I would get all like antsy and weird and like uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, sex, sex, sex. But now I'm just like, bring it on. Like, give me the tips. Exactly. Tell me like it is because I need it. So, yeah, side note. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like when I was young and impressionable, not that I'm not anymore, but um, when I was forming my own ideas on life and like what is right and what is wrong and um, just being wrapped up in different cultures, I feel like there wasn't anywhere for me to turn to to get a good understanding of sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned in middle school in a sex ed class and from other students that were raunchy and disgusting. Like, it wasn't a, and I feel like that's a lot of people's story too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll just start with my own perception of sex and my upbringing in that. Um, so I wasn't raised Christian. Um, my, so my grandma, I love her so much. She's one of my favorite human beings. <laughs> and I say none of this in any way to be like mean or hurtful or like spiteful in any way. Like I absolutely adore my family. Um, but 
growing up, I was like readily encouraged to have sex. Like the whole test it before you buy it thing was spoken over me. Like, no okay, other. see, I the opposite. Um, it was like you didn't talk about it, you didn't say the words, you don't discuss it. Shame, shame, shame. Continue. <laughs> so my experience is very different um and it's not like it wasn't really like a topic of conversation it was like my bubby would pull me aside and be like hey if you ever need birth control I got you like okay she and at any time she'd go on her own rant she would just like really and she's speaking from her own experience my grandma's been married three times and her first marriage failed for many reasons but one of the main ones was they were incompatible when it came to sex okay um and so, like, I understand where she's coming from whenever she would tell me those things. But also at 13, how was I supposed to know any different? Right. Um, and so, um, yeah, every time that topic would come up, she would readily be like, test it before you buy it. And I'm like, Bubby, this isn't, we're not talking about cars here. Yeah. Like, that's not how it should work. Um, but anyway, so I was raised with those thoughts um and with that like guidance okay um and at 13 it's not like I was really thinking about that a whole lot like like of course crushes on boys were starting to be a thing but it wasn't like sex was not on my mind right (laughs) and then um I became a Christian when I was 15 and started I really pursued faith and really pursued leadership in the church and so I was leading um the junior high group once I had been a Christian probably for about a year at that point they started having me lead in certain things and um, I was leading at the Christian club on campus and I really just dove into the culture of Mm -hmm. it but also at the same time there was things that contradicted what I was raised Mm -hmm. with and so especially when it came to purity and sex and all of that and what's unfortunate is the church doesn't really they're not very clear other than abstinence like that's all they teach Like, they don't talk about, like, what it does. Where is, like, where is yeah. the line? What's the effect yeah. of it? Like, they don't it's talk about that. Like, hush, hush, just don't do it. It's a sin. It's a sin. Right. Not, like, right. the and it's like it, you know? Exactly. And that's like putting a bowl of candy in front of you and saying you can't eat yeah. it. But no one explains that the candy's going to give you cavities and then you're going to have to go to the dentist. Yeah. You know? Okay. I feel you. So, um, so, I was, I wrestled with that for a little bit and I saw... I saw conversations with some leaders, but it never really went too far. Like I didn't get the answers I needed. So internally I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll abstain. It'll be fine. Um, until the opportunity was presented to me and, um, I absolutely did not. (laughs) Um, and it, it became a really big issue. Mm -hmm. So, um, I lost my virginity when I was 19 I was in a relationship with another leader in the church. um, And like, there was a lot of external pressure on this relationship. Like we are both leaders within the church in different capacities, well recognized by the majority of the congregation. It was about a 350 people church. Like I think Mm -hmm. maybe a tiny bit less. There was a couple hundred people at least. Um, And so we became like the prized couple of the church. Like there's like hundreds of people endorsing our relationship, um, which I had no problem with. I am one of those people where if I decide to get into a relationship with someone, I'm all in 100%. Like, boy, when you're going to put a ring on it, like I'm ready. And 
at 19. That's still young to have those notions, but that's how I treated relationships. And that's how serious I was. Um, and, um, unfortunately this gentleman, I don't even want to call him that, but I'm still healing in some ways. Um, we all have it, but he, yeah, he, long story short, um, was having me like we told my parents like spoke to my father told him we were going to get married he had me looking at rings and was just giving me so many impressions of like marriage is happening and um in my head I was like oh we're gonna get married anyway so when the opportunity presented itself for us to have sex I was like well why not like we already told my dad we're getting married like that's enough Mm -hmm. right no it's not girls listen do not do it (laughs) don't fall into the trap it sucks getting out of that hole my goodness (laughs) um but so yeah I um I mean I enjoyed every minute of it it was great while it was Mm -hmm. happening um but then afterwards like the guilt of us both being leaders in the church and like leading youth especially um at the time I was actually working for a nonprofit organization that um was very active with um the Christian youth and like in high schools. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, ultimately through many, many instances, um, my job was put on the line because of, um, my sex Mm -hmm. life, um, which, um, probably wasn't handled in the most professional way. Um, I think for the, the, it was a very young ministry that I had worked for. And so when it was handled, I do believe they did it in the best way they knew how I 100% believe that. And, um, I do believe there's better ways to handle situations like that as a church mm-hmm. and as a Christian body, but, it's all um, the- so my job was so on the all line. of this getting so tangled up. What, what was the moment that clicked for you? That was like, okay, Amber, like you were so tangled up, like it's time to either, unwind get healed or start to fix like what was the moment for you that something just clicked well yeah so I mean it kind of happened where where my job was on the line and his wasn't Mm -hmm. no one knew for his job after we had broken up he like the next week became a licensed pastor which as someone in that situation I should have I should have said something. Um, And I didn't, I was afraid. I knew that if I went to our pastor and explained everything, um, I would have been seen as the vindictive ex, not as like a daughter in Christ that is coming to, to be real redemption. And yeah. yeah. And so I never really pursued that, even though I felt a tug in my heart that I needed Mm to. Um, Months went by. He basically contacted me and told me that he, manipulated me for sex and never had any intentions of marrying me and the whole nine yards it was a horrible situation it was absolutely awful um and so after that I had a conversation with my dad and my dad was furious this I mean this guy was family like he was in our family in our daily life all the time like so when this happened it like it didn't just shake me it shook my family Mm -hmm. and so like what I processed in all of that was that like my sex life, it's not just about me. Like what I do affects other people, whether I like it or not. It just so happened because I was a leader in the church. Um, Whether you're a leader or in any leadership position, like there are people that are looking to you, um, whether they're looking up to you or looking down to you, it's your job not to give them ammunition. And 
Um, I mean, going through so, going through all of this, it's almost like it's like knotted up with like emotions, mental, physical, obviously. Yeah. But like, was there ever a moment? Because I know all girls struggle with this, especially like sex before marriage and, you know, what's right, what's wrong. And a lot of girls, I mean, I know for me, I hit it for years before it was ever exposed because of the fear of not even knowing what it even meant, if that makes sense. Like no one ever, it was always don't do it. It was never like, there was never a why. So it's like, just Mm -hmm. like you said, putting a bowl of candy in front of your face. Hey, don't eat it. Well, it's there. So, right. I know a lot of us girls struggle with this, especially like, I know a lot of teenagers that are pregnant right now or, you know, and things happen. I get it. No judgment. That's what this podcast is for. It's for you girls. But at the same time, it's like, was there ever a moment in your life where you were just like laying in bed and you're just like, enough's enough. Like God, I need you. Yeah. So I think for me, kind of going back to the analogy of brushing your hair, have you ever done it where you're like brushing your hair on one side and you feel like you got all the tangles out and you're like, all right, this is good. We're, we're getting somewhere. And then, brush the- and then you flip your hair to the next like- side and it's like, what happened? Where did that all come yeah. from? Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my experience with this whole sex thing. Because after that, I felt like, okay, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to be good. I'm not going to do that again. Yada, yada, a whole nine yards. And I didn't really fully learn mm-hmm. the lesson. I thought I did, but I didn't. And so years go by like a couple maybe two three years go by and I get into a relationship I treat it in the beginning the same way I treat any boundaries uh here's my intentions here's my goals is this gonna work I want marriage do you want marriage okay let's see if we're gonna get there and um ultimately things went the to the bedroom and not to the church so um, (laughs) I've never heard of that term before I love it (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh and not the church I love it I'm gonna I'm gonna use that uh, that's a good yeah one. So, continue. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> well um so yeah uh it ended very quickly the relationship was only yeah. like a month um no that's and that's I, probably, I just sat there and was, was like probably good that it happened you know so quick and so it, it was it was and I, was I sat there just thinking know? yeah no I sat there thinking like didn't I already do this didn't I already yeah. go through this um why am I doing this again and um I I really dove into some research about it like I started reading books on it I started listening to sermons on it I went I dove deep into like sex and sex before marriage and sex as a Christian and what it means and what it was made for and the whole nine yards I kind of went a little crazy on it but um the best analogy I can leave um these girls with is when you have sex with someone and the church may or may not teach you this, depending on what kind of church you go to. Um, and I heard a little bit about this in church, but it was never explained very well. So I never understood it. Um, so when you have sex with someone, you are becoming one with that person physically. And the way I see that is if you, if you are gluing two pieces of paper together, like even if you use a glue stick, you glue glue two pieces of paper mm-hmm. together if you try and tear there's gonna be pieces pieces apart oh, be pieces there's gonna be yes there's gonna be fibers from either paper stuck on either side and what that is is bits and pieces of your soul has been tied to someone else which is where this whole concept you may or may not have heard of it in is a soul tie exactly um it's not something that's really talked about in the bible 
it's more of like a Christianese term that's um, developed over the years to help Christians understand what happens when you have sex with someone. Um, And so like, that's the ceiling of a covenant with God um, when you have sex with someone. And I mean, I, we don't have time to go into the whole like backstory of how covenants work, but like, I could tell you all about that. It's super interesting. Do some research. It's actually really cool. Um, But it's legitimately making a covenant with God and the person that you're having sex with that you are one. This is the, this is the real deal. This is it. This is forever. And then when that person up and leaves or you up and leave and you go on to someone else, your soul is still tied to that person. And that's really, really what it boils down to of what the entanglement Mm -hmm. really is. The entanglement wasn't just the stuff that was happening around me, the emotions that were all messed up this entire time. It wasn't just all of that, but it was the torture in my soul knowing that parts of me was left somewhere else and I wasn't going to So get what was back. the what was where and, where did it start like where did you realize or what did it take what, for you to like untangle? So obviously like soul ties, connections, all that stuff. But like, where did, where could you, where were you and how did it start when you had to start the untangle process that these girls could relate to? Like, where, where did you have to start? Because someone's got to start somewhere. So what was the hitting point for you? You literally got to start anywhere, honey. Like, it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. Hey, it's wrong. Like, hey, this is, this is my stuff. This is right. Yeah, acknowledging that there is something wrong, like, of course, in any step of solving anything, you have to diagnose a problem. So if you see that this is happening and that this is wrong, you have to do something about it. But for me, my entanglement process or detanglement process was throughout this entire ordeal. It was I experienced the sin. I went through the ramifications of said sin by almost losing my job, by causing turmoil in my family, causing a minor church split, my entire family left, other people left the church. Like it was Mm -hmm. a mess and I felt so guilty about it. And so there were points in there where I was like, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. But like I said, when you're brushing your hair, you flip it to the other side. You're like, oh shoot, those knots are still there. Yeah. I thought I just got ready. And that's normal. That's so, like with the whole healing process. It was process. really, I mean, yeah. I learned those things. Like I felt like last year for me, I went through so much untangling. And then I got to a point where I'm like, <laughs> I'm Gucci. Like I'm clean. I'm clear. Like I can do this. Like the future is ahead of me, all this stuff. And then a month later, I hit another bump in the road. And I'm like, where did this one come from? Like What? And it's almost like you, right? you got to just keep living yeah. life and they're going to hit you. And I, my, my yeah. key point for that is recognizing, Hey, like, okay, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to just arrive. It's, this is a journey. And so recognizing something and being like, God, just help me walk through it. And that's faith. So for yeah, you, totally. like you went through all this tangleness and then you had to unwind. What, what was a point in your life where you're just like, I think I'm going to make it like you started to see um, vision and everything started to get clear again. And you started to feel loose. Like, was it someone in the church? Was it a friend? Was it a position? Like what kind of helped you get unwind? Um, I would say it was a collection yeah. of things for sure. As we, as you said, it's, this is a journey and it's, it's not like, it's not going to yeah. be a one and done deal. This is definitely something that I'm going to like, 
I know that I'm going to struggle with this in my next relationship. I know this is something that is going to be a temptation for me because I've tasted the wine and Mm -hmm. the wine is good. So of course I'm going to want to do that, but what is going to stop me from doing that in the future? Um, So I think for me, I did um, bringing it back to soul ties. I did seek counsel from someone and had extensive prayer over that. Um, when it's something that you don't know a whole lot about, it's really, really good and really important to have someone that is more mature in the faith to come partner with you in that and help guide you through not just what that prayer is, but the emotions behind it and the whole concept of when two or more are gathered, you know? So like having someone there to back you and support you in that, in prayer and to guide you in something that you may not fully understand, 100%. Please do that. The key to that Um, is surrounding yourself with healthy people because like me, I know looking back, man, I was, girl, my knots were tangled. I had so many issues of my upbringing, of relationships, of ex-husband, like just crazy stuff that I kept, honestly, I kept repeating and tangling things as God's trying to heal it. And it took me years to realize that. But I think for me, like I had to surround myself with healthy people because if you don't surround yourself with healthy people and people who are even more tangled, guess what? You're never going to get untangled because who you surround yourself with, the Bible even says this, you shortly become like them. And so recognizing, you know, not everybody is a hundred percent healthy. I get that, but they, you know, like people who live, a healthy life and are focusing on the same goals as you right. trying to get untangled, trying to get healed, trying to get restored. Like that's the kind of people you want to hang out with because mm-hmm. they're going somewhere with it. You don't want to hang out with someone who yeah. is constantly tangling the moment, you know, themselves. And then you're just, so I think right. for you, you did awesome with that. Like you surround yourself with people, with leaders and recognized it. Um, I think my last question for you would be yeah. give us three points, three points of being untangled, you know, or being tangled, if you had to give these three, three points to these girls, what would it be? Uh, three things that hit, three girls, things that okay. hit home for you. Yeah. Um, first one would definitely be like, girl, yeah. it's okay if you messed up. Like, don't sit and like the shit. beat up on yourself. Oh, yeah. And don't, yeah, and don't let the, the heaviness of the situation and whatever other ramifications that you've brought upon the situation or any other external factors don't let that prevent you from moving forward because I I think think that'd be like my main point first instinct as women to like the guilt and the shame and then that's why we don't up and then we continue to be tangled because Mm -hmm. of feelings and emotions that's right what about two Two, um, going back to what we were just talking about right before this, um, about surrounding yourself with the right people. I've heard a number of successful people say, show me mm-hmm. your friends and I'll show you I your future. Um, and I just, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, honestly. And um, I've come to a point where I'm happy to say mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of friends and I don't mind. Like, I don't need a lot of friends. I don't, I don't need a lot of close relationships. Mm-hmm. I just need the ones That's that good. matter. What and did they say? The quality so over quantity. When Exactly. And I, I definitely believe that's yep. a big struggle in this society, especially in this age, especially with the quarantine and us having to be indoors and we're all 
talking yeah. on FaceTime and Zoom and like of course our our friend circle is yeah. min- it's minimizing and um that's okay. Yeah. If you've got people in your life that aren't headed in the direction you want to head, yeah. boy, bye. Like, just get them out. And you, you don't have to, like, say goodbye. No, it's forever. boundaries. Like, just... It's absolutely. Yeah, I have boundaries with that person, with so people, you know? Because I, I wanted to be so popular and everybody know me and I know everybody and I was the caregiver and the, you know what I'm saying? And then over the past year or two, I yeah. don't know, I've just, like, I've, literally, I've, I've literally stripped told God, like, cancel them out and get rid of them if, if they shouldn't be my you know and so over time mm-hmm. I've had to learn oh my gosh Holly you have five really good friends that is okay that is okay you know as long as they're healthy I love that yeah about point totally. number three? Oof. all right point number three um would have to be that's a good one forgiveness yeah forgive yourself for your own mistakes um that was something that I did not do for a long time and I just thought I was fine and um really you got to forgive yourself um some of the situations that happened to me I was mad at God for um and I had to forgive God um uh I had to forgive the man who told me he would marry me and then abused my naivety um I had to forgive him um and this doesn't necessarily mean like going out and finding reconciliation because I absolutely did not do that this is not a person that I wanted in my life he's not a person that I wanted to right have in my circle anymore so I didn't need to find that reconciliation this is a heart issue um and it was something that I had to learn to do on my own I had to find that in my own self to be able to move forward so forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of God, forgiveness of the person that wronged you, forgiveness of the situation, whatever it may be, like forgive. And you don't have to forget. I don't really yeah. like the term forgive and forget because that's not, that's just setting yourself because up for no, failure. Because come on, not, yeah, we're human. Not we're not going to forget the crap that, that happened to us. Through. But I think there is a, a boundary line of releasing it to God and be like, hey, like I forgive him, right. help me move forward. And then you take the next step. Yeah. 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 Forgive and learn, honestly. Like you you will learn ten times more from your mistakes than you will from your successes. So if you have had sex and it's before marriage and you feel guilty about it because you either weren't Christian before or you were Christian before and you made the mistake, girl, just get up, dust yourself Mm -hmm. off, forgive yourself. And choose yeah, to say no more. It's, it's good. Simple I love that. it. It sounds simple. It's hard to go through, mm-hmm. but it sounds so simple mm-hmm. because it is simple. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, your heart just with everything, especially with sex. It's a, t- it's a, it's a touchy subject and not a lot of people like to talk about, but the truth is God created it and it's truth. And it's something that's so beautiful and that, Mm-hmm. You know, especially as girls, we struggle with yeah. it because it's like no one really talks about it. Or if we do, um, they make it into this big thing. But I think it's so important because it's the root of a healthy relationship. And um, it's something God created. So it's got to mm-hmm. be good, right? It's beautiful. But um, but I just, 
It really I just is. I think it's so important for us girls to get this because we do carry a lot of guilt and shame. You know, a lot of society has slept, you know, with someone before marriage and that's the norm these days. Um, and, and to all the girls who have it, that's so awesome. And to all the girls who have, like, I hope you learn from this. Be, and this is not a shame you. Oh my God, I can't believe you. No, this is a total learning experience because me and Amber have been there, done that. So this is, mm-hmm. yeah, learn from our mistakes. Learn from our Please mistakes. notes when you listen to this <laughs> podcast because what we've walked through, we're trying to help you to prevent you from walking through, you know? Um, but thank you, Amber, for yeah. sharing your heart. I love that I get to just call you up and have you on my podcast whenever. <laughs> it's always so good to hear your heart. Um, yeah, no, oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, girls, thank you so much for listening um, to her. Make sure you tag and share with all your girlfriends. Um, follow Amber. She's on our social media, Instagram stories. Um, share this podcast with all of your girlfriends and stay tuned for next time.